Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare. Brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right. I want to welcome you to this episode of Getting Healthcare Right with the Business Courier, sponsored by TriHealth. Today, I'm fortunate to have the guest of Donna Peters, who's CIO of TriHealth. Donna, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jamie. Nice to be here. And also uh, speaking with Donna will be John Corey, Vice President of Population Health for TriHealth. John, welcome. Thanks, Jamie. Pleasure to be here. All right. We're really going to get into how technology plays in the healthcare game today. Donna, I'm going to start with you. My first question today, closing gaps in care is a key element of population health. How do we use technology to do that? Yeah, you know, we do that in lots of different ways, Jamie. So first is to start simple. We do it within our EMR with uh, automatic gap closures, just when documentation is occurring or results are happening in the system, it automatically closes gaps. But we also have to get outside data. So we look at things like ingesting claims data, what the payers think is closed, and we again automatically ingest that into our system. We're also able to look across the region at other uh, health systems. So through our uh, health information exchange partner, we can see what's happening across the region and ingest those results uh, into our system, again, closing gaps. We also send data back to the payers through supplemental files when we don't agree on what the payer thinks is closed and what we think is closed, again, to kind of reconcile that. And then finally, we send automatic notifications out to our patients to easily uh, allow them to schedule appointments to help close gaps. So say for things like mammograms, to schedule those things when we know there's an open gap. So it's really a multi-pronged approach. We look at it kind of through different modalities to be able to get things closed. And I I think we've been really successful in doing that. And with these technology tools, uh, John, what kind of results are we seeing? Yeah, so technology augments a lot of the hard work of our physicians and care teams. And in many respects, that symbiosis has really actually demonstrated very, very strong results. We are typically rated as top in the state from a quality gap in care perspective with a lot of our uh, national and regional payers, Anthem and United, Aetna, Humana, uh, CareSource and others, Mm -hmm. and even some nationally. In addition to that, I mean, gaps in care around prevention and screening, as Donna mentioned, mammography, but also chronic disease management where we're managing our patients' diabetes and high blood pressure and other aspects are also leading to lower cost for our patient population as well. And that's also been a recognition that we've seen from our insurance partners as well. Uh, Not to mention the patients that we serve uh, would give us a, a lot of feedback that really tells us that we're doing a good job. You know, a lot of times when we hear of technology advancement, people automatically assume that technology is replacing people. Donna, is technology replacing them? 
<laughs> you know, that's a great question and uh, one I get fairly often. When we think about things like automation, or artificial intelligence, or, or new technologies, I think it's really easy to assume that means fewer people or to your point that technology is going to replace the people. And I don't think it does at all. And, and I think it's, it's kind of twofold. I think one, technology is really intended to improve efficiency and reduce those low-value, repetitive tasks that, that take our caregivers or take our team members away from the important work that they need to do. So the technology is really intended more to allow them to do what they do best and get rid of those kind of mundane tasks, but not to replace them by any means. And the second part of that, I would say technology advancements, those systems will always need care and feeding, right? We'll always need people to take care of them. What may be different, though, is the skill set of the technical teams and what they do and how they support it. So it's not so much about eliminating those people. It's about upskilling them and allowing them to do really cool and exciting work. And we see that as a tremendous opportunity really about retention, right? How to keep those great people because we're giving them growth opportunities. So it really isn't about uh, eliminating. It's about using them to either be more efficient or as a retention tool to keep great folks here at TriHealth. Now, John, uh, you talked a little bit about it before, but what are patients thinking about all the technology advancements? Yeah, so we live in an age of Amazon and instant gratification and being able to track your packages, where they are en route to your house and all of the rest, right? And healthcare has really lagged behind in many respects. But really, this is now becoming table stakes, even in areas like healthcare, where we need to meet our patients where they are I think patients are really embracing the aspects of technology that enable a lot of efficiencies even for their own life. And so these are concepts, again, that we're learning from the Amazons and others that, that we just really need to apply to healthcare. And so patients are actually starting to embrace this just as well. We use MyChart, one of the patient-facing technologies, to communicate with patients frequently. We're also beginning to think through things like texting of our patients and really started to work through secure channels around aspects of secure communication with them. So people are embracing it just like they would embrace it if it were an Amazon or some of these other aspects like our normal daily routines expect. And how do the physician's offices relate to it? What do they think? So that's a great question. Sometimes change is hard. And so you get a bell curve of responses from physicians, but at the end of the day, as long as we can showcase that it improves the health of the patients that they're serving, that it also improves their workflows and creates that efficiency that Donna was just talking about, most of our physicians embrace it. It may take a little bit of change and a little bit of time to fully implement and execute some of these things, but all in all physicians and the care teams are getting on board. You know, you mentioned uh, my chart. I, I'm amazed at uh, just some of the, the ways, you know, myself as a consumer, if I go to my doctor and I have high blood pressure, you know, a week later, I don't remember what he said, but I can go back to my chart and tell exactly what it was to see if I'm monitor, monitoring it. So it's great. Donna, let's talk a little bit about artificial intelligence to managing care. You hear a lot about AI in this world. So does any artificial intelligence work in your system? Yeah, we are using it and I'm really excited and proud of the, the work we've done in this space. We kind of approach it in two different ways. We have products that are commercially available, AI products, which I'll talk about here in a second. And um, we also look at things through um, our data science team, and they've done a great job in really kind of filling gaps with some more custom solutions. 
When we think about commercially available kind of AI products that we have here at Chai Health, we have uh, AI tools that look at detecting and uh, predicting pulmonary embolisms and stroke. We also have AI kind of uh, imaging modeling tools that reconstruct uh, different images to compare normal versus anomalies in the imaging space. We also look at AI in our mammography space and being able to predict and look at breast scans for potential cancer and then bringing those studies to the forefront for our physicians so that they're looking at those potentially abnormal results more quickly, right, to be able to be able to detect cancer more quickly. Simply put, those things work in terms of looking at voluminous amounts of data and comparing what the, the technology knows as what a normal might look like or what a, a uh, structurally correct image might look like and lay it on top of images to be able to tell you if something looks looks off or looks wrong and then present that to the physician quickly, right? So that we can turn those results around for detection. So commercially available tools, we have probably about eight to 10, um, but continuing to look at how we can add more to the portfolio. The second area is really around the data science stuff where we feel like maybe there's not commercially available tools to solve a problem or we don't think they're as effective as we'd like. And so we've done things similarly around uh, looking for lung nodules and cancer screenings and looking at reading notes uh, using natural language processing to predict patients that have lung cancer or in the interventional cardiology space where we're looking for aortic stenosis. Just some really cool things to be able to take, again, that large volumes of data and what we know about normal systems and predict and tell our physicians where they need to look so we can get to those, those results more quickly. It's some really cool stuff, really exciting. And I think uh, team's really proud of the success we've had in that space. And what other ways does technology impact the ability to deliver on the population health promise? So we're focused on um, achieving the triple aim uh, that our CEO, Mark Clement, uh, describes as better health, better care, and better value. Um, technology provides a number of different avenues and ways for us to not only create more efficiency in healthcare, but to create more effectiveness in healthcare. Uh, Donna mentioned some of the predictive ways that we can identify patients based on all the data that we get from our insurance companies and our electronic medical records, our health information exchange, et cetera. And that really enables us to that point to really try to identify here are the people that are at risk for certain diseases. Here are the people that are out of control and link them up with additional resources, whether they be diabetic educators or care managers or health coaches or whether it's linking up with community resources. We have a number of folks that have issues around lack of transportation or inability to pay for things, or they live in uh, areas called food deserts within our Cincinnati locations as well. So technology really enables us to really connect care to life, frankly, in many respects. And, and it gives us that opportunity not to go beyond just the four walls of TriHealth to really create partnerships that will ultimately help us be able to impact mind, body, and spirit of the, of the patient to really deliver that better health, better care, and better value. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I want to thank both of you. Donna, first, I want to thank you again. Donna Peters, CIO of TriHealth. Anything that, uh, that we missed in the conversation today? Oh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate the opportunity. And John Corey, again, VP of Population Health at TriHealth. Anything that uh, you feel like we needed to add to today's conversation? 
No, just uh, make sure you get vaccinated and uh, we got flu season and COVID season coming up and uh, let's have everybody uh, try to get as many vaccines in arms as possible. Well, I want to thank you both for being on uh, today's episode of Getting Healthcare Right. And I want to thank our listeners for continuing to listen to these episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right. Presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit trihealth.com.